Hello and welcome to Brian Connect. This podcast has been developed to connect you, the listener, Brian Middle School in Elmhurst District 205, a school district who is a national leader in future ready learning. I am your host, Jason Crockett, the assistant principal at Brian Middle School. This year, our theme at Brian is being connected, so we will connect you, the listener, to our school through a number of ways, such as in our joy, through our professional learning, how we support our students, how we deliver strong instruction, and much, much more. In today's episode, episode eight, uh, we are titling it Project Lead the Way, part two. Today, Ms. Wittick and a number of seventh and eighth grade students will be joining us to talk about their experiences in Project Lead the Way in the first semester here at Bryan. We hope you enjoy the show. Um, hi, I'm Jack Merrick. Um, I'm involved in track at Bryan. I enjoy playing soccer and lacrosse. Hi, I'm Tyler. Uh, I play basketball, track, and cross country at Bryan. My name is Chloe. I played on the Bryan volleyball and basketball team. My name is Charlie. I've been in Bryan for two years, and I really enjoy it. Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm a seventh grader here at Bryan, and I am in a lot of clubs here at Bryan. Well, welcome, seventh and eighth graders. So Jack is in eighth grade, Tyler's in eighth, Chloe's in eighth, uh, Charlie and Kayla are both in seventh, and of course we have returning for the second time, Miss Wittick. Welcome, Miss Wittick. How are you? I'm great. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, as promised uh, to our listeners earlier uh, in the first part of our school year, we talked about how it would be fun and cool to kind of get the um, experience from our students. Uh, and what they went through uh, with Project Lead the Way, uh, and of course some of the challenges and struggles, but also some of the aha moments and some of the cool things you guys did there. Um, so uh, just real quick before we dive in, um, kind of reflecting back, uh, this is our first show, second semester. We had some snowstorms and some ice storms, and it's been a heck of a first couple weeks back at school, but how was everyone's first semester? Any highlights overall just from Brian in general? I was in the school play and that was really fun to work with all the people involved and I thought it was really cool to perform since it was my first play. Very cool. What was that? What was the name of our play? It was Hoodie. And what was what was your role in it, if you don't mind me asking? I was three roles actually. I was Bree, Ryan, and Jazz. How did you memorize all three three different lines, three different roles, three different people? Um, I have multiple lines in all of them, but it's really the cues for the different people. So I would know other people's lines mm-hmm. and then build on that and remember through other people's. Well, very cool. I'm so glad that you enjoyed and participated in our play. Anyone else have any first semester highlights they'd like to share before we get started? What excitement. All right. So let's talk about Project Lead the Way then from first semester. So maybe, Ms. Wittick, you want to remind our, liter- our, our listeners, our, our, our thousands and thousands of listeners out there, uh, kind of what Project Lead the Way is uh, and what it looked like here at Bryan. Sure. So Project Lead the Way um, is a program that is supposed to help students become future ready by thinking about the skills that they're going to need in life, collaboration, good communication skills, 
um, being able to think outside the box with their creativity, really thinking complexly and deeply. And so this first um, semester, the fall course was design and modeling. Mm -hmm. And so in design and modeling, we really wanted the students to work on designing in a multitude of models. So whether it's sketches in their books or 3D sketches through a program known as SketchUp. Um, and then they really made solutions to problems. So some of those things had to do with solutions for um, students with cerebral palsy. Could we create something for them to help make things more inclusive? Could we design solutions to problems around Brian Middle School? So really kind of problem solving, really with the, the nitty gritty, getting to actually design a solution with their hands. So a lot of hands-on things happen in design and modeling. Um. What was uh, some of your big takeaways? Again, we, we, we talked, I think, halfway through the first semester there. Um, was there any aha moments for you as a teacher kind of leading this class, leading the charge uh, as you got towards the end in December on, on how far the kids had grown or gained uh, some new experiences and, and some new talents and skills? I think one of the biggest things I saw was such an improvement in the way that students worked with each other. At the beginning, I think a lot of students were kind of apprehensive about who they were working with and maybe didn't necessarily get excited, but at the end, they were more willing to work with other people, which I think is such an important skill to have in life, the ability to work with anyone and everyone. I think another skill was the ability to think about more than just the first solution. So a lot of times, I think we go with our first gut instinct, our first idea, and we want that to be the final one. And I think the kids really ran away with it at the end. They came up with so many different possibilities of ways that they could uh, solve something or a lot of different ideas. And so I thought it was really cool to see the creativity come out and how students could build on each other's ideas. One person might say one thing and then another person might take that and turn it into something else. And it's just really cool to see them collaborating. Well, and I think too, you know, I think our, our little all-star team here of some uh, students from both 7th and 8th grade that wanted to be part of this, um, you know, I think working together and, and trying something new, partaking in this podcast, I, I imagine we're going to be able to build off of some of our answers and things. So um, thank you uh, for that. And I'll come back and double back with you in just a moment, but we're going to turn it over to the students now. So, all right, everybody, it's your, it's your turn. Thinking about Project Lead the Way, what did you think it was going to be? Again, this was the first time we've ever had that here at Bryan. Some of you are 7th graders. Some of you are 8th graders. We've never heard of this class. What made you want to sign up for it last year? What was your thinking behind it? Um, I kind of thought it was just going to be another like elective class, something like art and music. Okay. It was just a little bit of a spinoff of it, so I thought it would be quite interesting to take. Did you also maybe feel like it might have been a little bit like industrial technology, Somewhat, computer yes, lit? design and modeling okay um, Tyler I thought that like since the world is like advanced in technology and like the new trend is like designing and coding I mm -hmm. thought that it would be worth my while to like take a class like this so I could learn like the necessary skills in, uh, in the future okay I had actually heard from someone from another school about it and it seemed interesting because they were saying like design and modeling and that's something I was interested in so I decided to take it okay all right, fair enough. Mine was project lead the way when I first heard it and I read the description. It kind of sounded like industrial tech when you plan what you want to build and then you build it. Even when you make a mistake, you still go on to it and try to fix it. 
and that just kind of made me want to do it even more. All right, fair enough. Thanks, Charlie. When I first was introduced to Project Lead the Way, I was mainly introduced into the coding aspect of it, which is what we're doing right now in computer science. Mm -hmm. um, I knew there was going to be some engineering, but I didn't know that design and modeling would be so hands-on and like we would actually be making them. So then who was, who was scared? Like day one, you walk in the class, you might have a new teacher uh, or have a teacher that was teaching a different subject. Like who was, anyone scared? Well, I was kind of nervous because I had no clue what I was like walking into. Like I had an idea of it from what other people said, but like I wasn't completely sure. So I was just like a little nervous about what I was going to be doing. Okay. So then what was then the ultimate goal of the class? So you go in, you sit down, and you're hearing about this class. You might kind of get a little overview of it. What was like, what direction were you going? Um, and, and how did you kind of come up with this? Was it as a class? Was it something that Ms. Wittick or Mr. Fowler were talking about? Um, I think the goal was like to solve like common problems okay. or problems for people like you said, like cerebral palsy. Um, to design something that they like physically could be able to play and enjoy. Okay. Yeah, like the first thing we started with, I'm pretty sure, was the foot brace, where we could like we had to design it so they could like so they couldn't bend their foot down, which is a common thing with people with cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. And then I'm pretty sure next we moved into a like a cube that we had to build that you break it apart and you can put it back together. I was, I think, challenged by a few of you maybe on, on that cube uh, process. I was, I was stumped. Uh, I was also told that it took me the longest out of any uh, teacher or staff member in the building. Uh, but then by the end of the day, I tried like my fourth one and I beat my time by like 40 or 50 seconds. So I was very excited. Still to find out though that I was one of the last teachers to get it and it took me that long to do it. But that's okay. Um, by the way, do any of you know anyone or have any family members or friends that may have had any uh, physical or mental um, issues that, and maybe some of these projects that you guys were coming up with? Did you, did you see how this could apply, this could maybe help by chance? Well, we did watch a video on it, so that kind of gives more of an idea as how it could help people. Okay. I don't personally have anyone I'm like, I know that has like an issue or something with cerebral palsy, but... Uh, we watched a video which helped us like learn more about it and how it like works. So it kind of like opened your eyes, I guess you say, Chloe, right? Uh, yeah. There's there's other things out there. There are these problems that people have, and we as a society, we as a group of people, need to learn how to come up with solutions for them to make their life more enjoyable and better. Correct? Can we yeah. all agree yeah. on that? Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, what was some exciting things when when? Uh, as, as the class is going on throughout the year, what were some fun things that you enjoy doing? What was exciting? What, 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 what was happy? What was exciting? What was crazy? What did you enjoy? Um, well, kind of a fun thing was we kind of had like a ping pong tournament. Ping pong tournament? You could kind of say, yeah, we like designed our own like paddles to play. Okay. And um, we just played to 21 and like the winner would stay and stuff. It was fun. Were some paddles built differently than others what what did you find what was the type of material to use what type of uh size or shape what what seemed to work the best Tyler? um like dip, uh like some people like chose like a bigger paddle or a smaller one uh -huh. um and then we had like wooden sticks to make them out of and then we would like super glue them together and how many of them fell apart i 
maybe like a couple maybe not a lot I don't think so I think I, the other fun part about it is the social aspect it's not really like a normal class where you like a music class or something where you're gonna go sit down with a um in a class all day and mm-hmm. just sit and watch a lecture or something like that and just learn and take notes it's more hands-on you get to actually kind of like spread out in the room socialize with your friends and at the same time learn about an interesting topic and something that's still enjoyable that's a fun thing you bring up there, Jack, because I, I remember Miss Wittick and, and uh, Mr. Fowler talked about how early on, like, they would kind of just tee up the class a little bit, maybe five minutes, kind of like a little review. Remember we were doing this. Remember if you need help, go over here. I mean, I'll be floating around today and go. And then for the rest of the time, you had time to kind of work with your groups, right? Yep, exactly. So good point. Thanks for bringing it. off and then you just got to work the rest of the period. For me, the fun part about Simpajic either way was the building aspect. I just like to plan in on what you wanted to do and try and complete it with this, with the stuff you had there. So you had you had certain resources and supplies you had. Miss Whitt could not go to the store. We could not order everything on Amazon. We we here are your here's what you have. This is what you have to work with. We there's a problem. Make something out of it. Yeah, like we have limited resources, and I, for me that just made it more challenging. And I kind of like that feeling. So, what was one thing that you created from that pile of something in, into something cool? Um, something that I built that didn't really work as I wanted it to, but still could have worked if I just added on to it was a mouse trap, and it, something that could have that I should have thought of was Ashley walking away from the mouse trap and doing what you want and then the mouse coming and actually getting trapped by itself. But the thing I built was like he had to sit there and hold a string and wait oh, for it to okay. But so, did it, by holding that string did it actually work though? Yeah. I mean, so that's it, success. And stuff, yeah. I mean it still worked but I feel like if I had more resources, it could have worked. Or more time? Yeah, or, or more time. That was a... Build on it more? One. Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. I feel like um, something that was pretty exciting during Project Lead the Way was what Charlie was kind of talking about, how you see some, like your idea and it's real, and that was really cool, and it made you feel accomplished because the challenge was to do it with these like household items items that you could only use those items and so you would feel like accomplished which was really cool as you're saying this i may show my age or not but anyone ever seen the movie apollo 13 some of it and there's miss wittick is smiling she knows what i'm talking about but there's a there's a part in the scene where there are the co2 levels are really high up in the spaceship and they the crew has a limited resource. Obviously, a ship is up in outer space, so they have to come up with resources. They basically dump all these hose, duct tape, and things on a table and say, we need this to look like this. And and the team has to kind of create it. And that's almost literally what I kind of think of when, when as you are, are describing this. So um, I like that. And I like that you, you enjoy that kind of hands-on, creative, uh, fun things. What's the flip side? What was some of the challenges? What were some of the, like, in ah! stress moments or, or like things that like you could not overcome and, and were so challenging day after day. I think like it's not necessarily what you're doing that's challenging. I think it's like 
working with a group, and that's that's kind of a challenging aspect to it, because there's people there's people who were in the class who just didn't really want to work, and then also there's people who you had different opinions with, and they want to do something that way, you want to do something your way, and it's just clashing opinions because it's it's in the world of design, there's all kinds of opportunities, and as you can see, like architecture for example, there's so many different types of style, so many different styles and stuff. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's un- unlikely that you're gonna have the exact same opinion as someone else. So Jack, then I'm gonna build on that a little bit. So then, you and students A have an issue. Uh, what were what, what? How would you kind of? What were? How did you solve that problem? You have a point of view. He or she may have a point of view. How did how did you decide? More of meet in the middle. Okay. Kind of- had a compromise. Yeah. Was there ever a trial and error? We'll try your way. We'll try my way. We'll try our ways together. Okay. Tyler, um, comment? So I think Ms. Wittick tried to, like, put us with people we wouldn't normally, um, like, work with to try to challenge us. And um, personally, like, when I went with people, uh, some people I went with were, like, wouldn't do some of the work. or And you have to, like, find a way to, like, motivate them. Uh, whether it's like saying, you know, this is a grade or we only have until the end of class to do it, to try to like uh, get them to like help and work on the project. So way of getting some buy-in and everyone has some different talents. Like if you needed me to sketch something for the group, uh, you're asking the wrong person. Like I am horrible. Uh, I am artistically challenged. I cannot, I cannot, I can't color in the lines I think sometimes. So I am not that person, but I can maybe help out in this way. And, and so trying to find those different strengths of people in your group and build on that can help hopefully you know, build that confidence, build that cohesiveness within the group. Um, I also found a way to solve like disputes and find everyone like get everyone to get on the same page Mm -hmm. and have and decide on one design was using this the the decision matrixes and so a decision matrix would be you have all the options on like the left Mm -hmm. and have criteria on the top and then you would rate it in the criteria and then the thing with the highest or like that was the best based on your criteria would be the one that you went with and so that would help if you like actually stood like stepped back and looked and then evaluated your option then you could find the actual better option was that something that was shared with you early on or was that kind of after three days of trial and error or maybe maybe arguing that maybe you would pull that out and and use or was that something you as a group would use early on looking at that criteria um it was kind of like a system where you would start with um, a decision matrix was like the steps that we went through and that was what it prompted us with. So cool. it was the beginning. Thanks, Kayla. Chloe, you have anything to add? What was some challenges in your experience? Well, with group work, like was said by Jack and Tyler, um, sometimes it's hard to like share, uh, not share your ideas, but it's hard to like compromise. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the challenges but I feel like a big takeaway from it was being able to collaborate better and like being able to work with anyone because obviously you're going to have some like issues like someone does something wrong or something but it's always better to have more like minds more ideas than just once you're not always having your ideas you can like look at other people's ideas 
and we also got better at like communicating and presenting our ideas. Anyone scared of talking in front of groups now or working in groups? Do you feel like as learners uh, here at school and in other classes, do you feel like you can communicate better, you can collaborate better? I got a yes, definitely. I got yeah. some shakes of heads, yes. Yeah. I totally feel that helps. Unfortunately, the way we work with my groups totally would help you talking to other classes and groups or just presenting in front of a, in front of your class in a different class. And I think that kind of helped me in other classes too. So. Okay. So then... So that was design and model. Is anyone taking computer science innovators right now, CSI? Uh, yeah. Me and me. All of them are. I'm not. Okay. So we're building on that. Jack, were you going to maybe attempt making, taking a class maybe like this or something yeah. like this next year at high school? Yep. Great. Um, what, what are some takeaways then for our, 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 some of our students here moving on to the next one? Uh, what are some takeaways that you took from DNM, and how are you going to apply that to what you've learned a little bit with, with in, in, in to CSI? Does that make that question make sense? Yeah. Um, I think the aspect of stepping back from whatever you're working on is really helpful in computer science in the unit because mm -hmm. we're looking at code. And if your code doesn't work the way you want it to, mm -hmm. you have to go through each step and look at it not necessarily as a whole because then you might not see the individual. And so you might have to look into the individual, but also you could step back and look at it as a whole and see if something is different. So like finding a dis different perspective it is really helpful. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I like that thought. Um, and uh, Whoever, uh, I think, um, um, like, how if you're not like a hundred percent like good at something, mm -hmm. kind of like putting your ego aside and asking for help um, was a big thing um, in design and modeling because I wasn't that. I don't think I was as good as some people in the class, but I was able to like ask people. Like Jack was really good in the class, so a couple times I had to ask Jack for help and that I succeeded because of doing that. But by learning, and, and you don't always have to ask the teacher, and, and right. you know we do have electronics and Google and things that we can go to, but we also have other people that are just as bright and are smart and have great ideas, so we can always ask them. Uh, do you guys have any other takeaways from, from this class uh, that you just had? Well, one thing from design and modeling, we, like you have to be able to tell yourself that you're gonna have to like restart on things if something doesn't work which also came into play with like when we code now and if you're doing your code and there's like a problem and something isn't working you just have to like go back and like look at everything find like the bug or the problem and then just go on from there well if you have to find the bug you can use Charlie's mousetrap and it'll get the bug <laughs> then right or Sorry, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You, you tried. I did. I did. I tried. Yeah, in both classes, we're really using the um, our des design process there. Even though it's in coding, we still have the, you start with defining your problem and working through all the steps and making some decisions and then, you know, testing it out. And if it doesn't work, you know, you evaluate your solution and come back to the problem. So 
we're really thinking um, complexly about what the problems are and how we can solve them in both classes. And, um, you know, kind of going to you now, Ms. Wittick, thinking about these complex problems and, and critically thinking, which, again, kind of lead into our, our three C's as a district when we're focusing on collaboration, communication, and critical thinking. I, again, I would have to 1,000% agree that this Project Lead the Way class hits on all three of those in so many different ways. And you were talking about the design matrix. You were talking about some of the rubrics. Um, is there anything else that you want to share, maybe, Ms. Wittick, of how this class really kind of connects? I know we spent a lot of time earlier on it, but anything else? Really, I, I think just kind of what all the students here today are saying is that the, the main pieces of the collaboration and just being able to effectively communicate with each other. You know, we've set up team norms, which are kind of like the expectations that you'd see in a standard workplace, like the expectations that you have with working with others, being respectful of ideas and um, being open to other people's ideas. But also one of the main things that we have in the class is a, a growth mindset. And so being able to take something and if it doesn't work, not give up on it. So I think this class really has a lot of like teaching perseverance and just keeping on with your ideas even if it doesn't go the right way the first time around. And so that does involve a lot of critical thinking. How can we make this better? Why is it not working? So we don't really look at the what, we look at the hows and the whys and we want to understand why the program isn't working or we want to understand why our design went wrong. So we really have to think critically about it instead of just, oh, we're memorizing how to draw a sketch and that's it. And I, I think, too, when we take this, and, and hopefully as you move on for the rest of the time you hear it, Brian, our eighth grader, soon going to York, and our seventh graders moving into eighth grade as, as we um, you know, take these other classes and we are trying different classes, or if we're in math or English or social studies or science or the, the wheel or the fine arts, you know, being able to collaborate, being able to work and talk with others, and when you kind of come across a problem or um, – uh, an issue or a project and you, you're as stumped as a group kind of taking that step back and thinking about how can we address it, what are we missing, and how can we improve it. Um, before we wrap things up, does anyone have any other final thoughts for us today? I'm just so happy you all joined the class even though we didn't have a lot of descriptors for you. It's brand new this year and it's been great seeing what the students have come up with. So I was really proud of what you guys accomplished. Thank you for joining. Students, anything else that you'd like to share? Well, me personally, I think that this class is just very good. And if you do have the option for it, I totally recommend signing up for it. Great. Uh, also, since the last time, I know... Uh, when I always want to make sure all of our thousands and thousands of listeners know they can reach out to us here at Brian and, and reach out to our amazing guests that we have. Uh, last time we did the show, Miss Wittick was not on Twitter. Guess who now is on Twitter? Miss Wittick is. Miss Wittick is. Uh, at Miss Wittick. At Miss Wittick. M-I-S-S-W-I-T-E-K. And so... Follow her, uh, a lot of things, a lot of uh, pictures and videos and things uh, that kids and students are doing in our classroom. She's posting, so if you want to find out more, feel free. As we talked again, uh, it is growing next year. Students get an opportunity for... App creators and flight and space, 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 space. 
Flight. Yep. Flight. <laughs> Flight in space and app creators, right? There we go. Very good. Well, again, I'd like to thank all of my guests here today, uh, my eighth graders, Jack, Tyler, and Chloe. And I'd like to thank my seventh graders for joining us, Charlie and Kayla. Um, again, here at Brian Connect, we will continue to bring you more episodes on being connected, uh, such as in our joy through our professional learning, how we support our students, how we deliver strong instruction, and much, much more. Remember, you can follow Brian Middle School on Twitter at Brian D205 or hashtag connect to BMS. You can also follow me, Jason Crockett, at the Mr. Crockett. We thank you very much for listening and we hope you enjoyed episode eight, episode eight of Project Lead the Way Part Two.